Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? What's up, what's up? Welcome back to the pot. My name's Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Uh, How we doing? Always crooked, and I can never figure it out. What's always crooked? My microphone. Oh. The screw is loose, and I don't even know what kind of bolt that is. Not going to let me doing at home. You know, this is what I do. I watch sports. Yep. I play video games. Yep. I work. Yeah. Hey, that sounds fun to me. Those are the three things that I do. Um. I don't do really anything around the house. I hire people for that. So I need. You're not a real man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to fix plumbing or electrical wires. Um, I probably should know what the screw is though, because you know, stupid microphone. Anyway, not <laughs> microphone. What's going on? How are we doing? What's up? How are we doing? I'm. I'm doing all right. I'm doing. I'm floating. I. This is yeah. Over. Tough day to be a Boston sports fan. Tough, tough. Actually, honestly, tough. I was we gonna just, say tough month. We just suck. Maybe now, huh? tough couple of years to be honest. I'm telling you, bro, it was Brady. When Brady left it, that's when it ended. Ruined us. Why do we still love him? Because he gave us six yeah. rings. Anyway, uh, welcome to the pod once again. Um, we are going to talk about must draft quarterbacks today. The NFL offseason is. Pretty much, you know, the the functional parts of the offseason are pretty much over in terms of roster construction. So um, the rosters are pretty much set at this point, with the exception of a few um, stragglers that may or may not get signed over the next couple months. Uh, we are inching ever so closely to the NFL season, 100 days. Uh, at, we're recording this on Tuesday, May 30th. So uh, it is 100 days from the NFL season. Man, the countdown is on. We only got to wait 100 days. 100 freaking days, which is, you know, less than a third of a year, which is good, right? No. Hey, we. Well, this is why you got to go on your summer vacations. You got to spend time with family. This is the time to do stuff with everybody. So that way, when the fall comes, you don't have to do any of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And you can just watch football. <laughs> you just watch football. Um. Yeah, because that's all I do in the fall anyway. But uh, so, yeah, uh, OTAs have started. Um. Mini camps are going to be coming up. Uh, train, uh, well, not rookie mini camps. The um, the mini camps for training camp, like a little fake training camp before training. The mini camps for training camp. Yeah, I think it's called it's just called mini camp. But that's why I don't keep up with the some of the stuff. It's just like OTAs, the mini camp, training camp. Yeah, all that stuff's coming up. Um, OTAs have already started, so you're probably seeing the Baker Mayfield video float around. Yeah, he looks awful. He looks drunk. He does not look good. He but do you think it's people? Uh, do you think it's people just taking it, some stuff out of context too? Yes, one thousand. Like he has like one bad throw, and they all post on Twitter. That's, that's the one that yeah. Baker has he throws like twelve dimes, and no one posts it. Right, bad throw, and it's like ah, there it is. Baker sucks. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's happening. But anyway, you're getting your training camp, not not training camp OTA hype videos. And people just posting random random stuff 
um, and saying, oh, moving up the draft boards. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, let's we'll at least wait till preseason. My gosh. Right. What is it? It's going to be June. So that means we got June and then July and then preseason football, which would mean that we're only two months away. So that's, you know, makes me feel slightly better. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about must draft quarterbacks, some quarterbacks that you should uh, definitely be drafting and getting on your fantasy teams this year. There's a couple of weirdo guys in here. Um, as I look at the list, the old, there's like, I feel like everyone's top nine is exactly the same. Um, then after top that, nine for the quarterbacks, top nine for the quarterback position. And that, yeah. that's just kind of like a crap show. And there's not a single guy that I'm like, okay, I want to go grab that guy. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down through the offseason. Maybe I'll fall in love with somebody, but uh, usually as a late, late round quarterback, then I'm like, I need to snatch that guy right up. And I just don't see it this year. Uh, but anyway, before we do that, check out westsidefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. Um, you can also subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, I'm trying to find some. I'm trying to find some ADP here. So I'm pulling up mm-hmm. drafts. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this is accurate at all, but. Um, you know, in the later rounds, I mean, I guess you got you got you got Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and Trey Lance at 128. Maybe that would be a good guy to snag. Um, Anthony Richardson at 134. Holy crap, dude! He's 134, but he's flying up boards. Good. He uh, he's like the QB nine and underdog QB nine or ten, which is what. And I loved Trevor Lawrence, but coming out, and I still love him now. But his rookie year coming out, he w- remember he was like QB nine or ten, and we were like, "What are we doing, guys? We love Trevor Lawrence, but like, what are we doing?" The same thing. It, that's going to be the story, Anthony Richardson. He's going to be like because you said the top nine is the same. Guess who's going to be number ten? It's going to be Anthony Richardson. Oh, one thousand percent. Not good. And like, I get it with him because he's going to be a rushing quarterback, so he doesn't even have to re- be really good, especially if he just is he rushes. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to start week one. Because they could. Who's the backup? Minshew, baby. They could run Minshew and let him sit and think. Yeah. It's going to at least be a real competition. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, there's just sometimes people get all hyped up on a player and it's, you know, you know how it is. But uh, that would be a bad one. So, um, there just is- for you, because people are like, oh, but he's a perfect fantasy quarterback. Like, you got to just understand for redraft for year one. Like, as a rookie quarterback, how good is he really going to be? Right. Yeah, no, I, I it's you, you, you have to be responsible with some of the, you know, draft picks that you're making and, and the, the position that you're taking, guys. And like, if, if Anthony Richardson stays at like 14 or 15, you know, usually I cut my 14th or 15th guys anyway at some point in the first three weeks of the season. So, like, um, that's that's the flyer area. And if you want to take a flyer on Anthony Richardson because he's going to start some games and he might rush, then that's fine. But like even guys that you've seen come out like Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, like year one didn't look great for him, you know, sure. even when they were on the field playing, you know, it took some time for Justin Fields to get on the field. But like when he did, he wasn't that great for fantasy football to begin with. So they're not going to run Anthony Richardson out onto the field and have him run circles around everyone. It's going to take a year or two. Um, so 
you know, be smart. Be smart, people. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there's a there's a bunch of guys in the later rounds that I guess you could take, but um, we're gonna have a conversation about guys that you should be drafting. We have four, possibly five, um, four definites that we want on this list um, that I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, but anyway, so let's start. Let's start with the list. Number one being, uh, you know, you start, the, the most obvious guy is number most one. Most obvious and the most, the best opportunity. This is for Justin Fields. Yeah. I can get too excited. I love Justin Fields. Justin Fields. More than my third, <laughs> more than my third child. But he was ridiculous last year. I mean, I was watching, yeah. watching plays that he had. I, I still watch his highlights. It was almost every, and I've talked about this before, but it's like every single Sunday when I had him last year, I'd just be looking at the stats and going, oh, God, this isn't going well. Give me six points right now. And then all of a sudden, he would have like 80-yard rushing touchdown. 80-yard rushing touchdown where he breaks six tackles. And uh, it's the whole that's the whole fantasy day right there. It saves me a week, and he did that a bunch of times. Um, obviously, Chicago adds DJ Moore to the team. Uh, they already have Darnell Mooney. Um, they've Again, a full off season with Chase Claypool. Full off season with Chase Claypool, <laughs> third guy. Um, their offensive line has been a little bit retooled. They got some new, uh, you know, a new situation with running backs, Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert. So we'll see how that works out. But I do think that fields passing wise shouldn't prove there were, there were plays last year. If you look at some of the highlights, there's a lot of dropped passes for Justin Fields. And there were some ridiculous plays that he would make. And the receiver would just, it would go right through. His yeah. Head. And the offensive line was brutal. The offensive line was brutal. So Hopefully some of the decisions that Chicago made this off season help the football team and improve the offensive line and improved, you know, the receiver core to a point where Justin Fields can actually pass the ball effectively, because if he can, I think he's a better passer than Lamar Jackson. And I think he can be equivalent to Lamar Jackson's rushing that he puts up. And if that's the case, I mean, he's a superstar, you know, in the making, but right now he is QB six uh, last year on the season. 307 total fantasy points, 20 fantasy points a game. He was um, fourth or fifth in fantasy points per game when he played the whole season. He did not play uh, play week 18, and he did not play week 12. Um, so he had 307 in, was that, 15 games? Yep. So I think so, yeah. Justin Fields was just absolutely absurd. I think the moves that they've made have improved the team, and, and I think the sky's the limit for Justin Fields. Um, but where uh, Rick... Are you comfortable drafting Justin? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think he's probably going to be the first quarterback I end up taking in a lot, just because I don't. I not not that I don't want the top three guys, but those guys are going to go really, really early. Um, I honestly could see like, would you take Fields? Like, I don't know. He's probably going to be like a fourth rounder. Would be my guess, fourth or fifth rounder. Would you would you take him there? Yeah, I'd consider it. He's the first quarterback that I would I, I'd put it this way. He's the first quarterback I would consider taking off if, boards. If I felt like I had a good first three or four rounds, right, then I'd do it. And he and he falls a couple spots. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. That's I, I that's how I feel. Because I mean, look, everything you said is true. 
what people I think don't understand with Fields, and there's a lot of people that don't like him, especially like I noticed too, like Patriots fans, a lot of them are very anti Fields because he was the guy who had a Mac. And it's not just them, but there's a lot of people that are not huge Justin Fields fans. And I I get it, but like let's say like he doesn't improve year three, the offensive line still sucks, DJ Moore doesn't make a difference. All the stuff that they added and improved on in the offseason. You take all that away, the dude was still the QB six last year or QB five, whatever it was. So you're still getting a return on investment, even if he doesn't improve at all. But they added DJ Moore, as you said. They added pieces to the offensive line. Um, well, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but the tackle they took at number 10, Darnell Wright, I believe. Um, and they added some interior guys as well. The running back situation, uh, you could say got worse, but that doesn't really affect him, to be honest, because I don't think it really affects the offense. Uh, and you get, like I said, Chase Claypool with a full offseason. So you look at that, just the weapons, so Cole Komet, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore. That's up there with some of the best teams in the league, I think, in terms of weapons. Like he's got really, really good weapons this year with an improved offensive line. And it's year three for him. So you would expect a jump. Like the the writing's on the wall. I think he could be the QB one overall in fantasy. That's his that's the type of player that he could be. Um so I think he's easily must draft guy because to me he's in the he's you can make the argument he's in the same tier as the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, but you get him two or three rounds later. Yeah, I mean I think too there's there's a lot of um, there was a lot of questions about Justin Fields because you know Chicago obviously they ended up with the first overall pick and there was a lot of conversations of like oh do you go you know do you take Bryce Young and move yeah. on. Fields and trade him away, and they they basically said no. We're going to double down. We're trading this pick away, and then we're going to go get DJ Moore. Um, and so they double down on Justin Fields, which means they they buy in and they believe in his talent and his ability. Um, you know, passing wise, he he hasn't been great in the NFL so far. Um, if you're just watching him on an average Sunday, like there are some throws that he hey. makes, and like whoa, like this guy's got it. And then you know he's he'll just be inconsistent. And the question is was that horrible offensive line play. Cause when he was at Ohio state, he had nothing but clean pockets to throw from. He was sitting in the pocket for six seconds. Most of the time waiting for something to get open. So not having that with Chicago really has kicked him in the lower extremities. But I think if they have improved that area and they've gotten him some talent, then sky's the limit for Justin Fields. I think if you give him time to throw, he's fine. So, um, he certainly has not been Zach Wilson. Right. No, no, no. He hasn't he hasn't been that level. And he yeah, he hasn't been great, but he at least improved from year one to year two, right? Yeah. So yeah. you could see that. But yeah, to me, Fields for sure top guy on this list. Yeah. All right. Must draft. Get him on your teams. If he's on the board, draft. Um, all right, number two, we have uh T Law. Mm-hmm. Love Trevor Lawrence. Big thing about Trevor, and I'll quickly state this because I do love Trevor Lawrence. This last year he was um, QB eight. Yep, three fantasy points. Um, he played all of his games, so he's 17, 18 points per game. Um, basically equivalent to what Kirk Cousins put up last year, who was the QB seven. Um, so Lawrence had a really uh good season last year. Big thing with a guy like Trevor Lawrence is obviously. 
you know, he could he could add 200, 300, 400 yards rushing maybe um to his total because he is an athletic quarterback. Last year he had um 200 uh what, yeah, 291 rushing. I saw around 300 and he had five rushing touchdowns on the season, which is mm-hmm. that's that's regression uh screaming at the top of his lungs, but yeah. Um he is, you know, he had big improvements from year one to year two. Completion percentage jumped from fifty nine percent to sixty six percent. Yards per attempt seven six from six in twenty twenty one to seven in twenty twenty two. You know, obviously uh, an increase in passing touchdowns. So a lot of really good things for Trevor Lawrence. But big dilemma with Trevor Lawrence is that I mean, I, I you know, three hundred is actually a good number to be at. It's more than I think Justin Herbert rushes. Um, so that's, yeah. And he has like, I don't think they want him to run because he, in college, he, I want to say he ran for like 400 yards one year. So like, he's capable of it. Right. Um, but he's much more like in, in the NFL game, he's very pocket oriented passer. I would project him if I'm sitting here right now with the talent that they've added to Jacksonville that we've talked about in the past. And everyone probably has talked about Calvin Ridley coming in, mm-hmm. um, I would probably project him around 250 rush yards and like two rushing touchdowns. Um, and so with that, you know, your base, your base floor for, for, you know, rushing would be 25. Well, so I'll say 30 to 35 fantasy points added to his total, which, you know, that sure. number could move him from QB seven all the way up to like QB six or five. Big thing for Trevor Lawrence is that he is, he is the modern day NFL pocket passer. Um, generally speaking uh and when i say modern day i mean like you know patrick mahomes at this point is a quarterback so right um so that's trevor lawrence so he's gonna have to pack up like 35 touchdowns in order to be a legit threat in fantasy football Uh um obviously last year he was you know 12th in points per game and finished what, what did i say seventh um, eight, yeah, he was eighth, I think. Maybe eight. So he had some really good games, but to me, he was on the back end of the top ten of quarterbacks. That's not that's yeah, he was what I'm looking for at the quarterback position. But if he does ascend into that up, you know, if he takes another step forward and throws 35 touchdowns, and then does the same thing he did with the rushing, mm-hmm. um, oh well, then he's then, yeah, all bets are yeah. off. He's a top five quarterback. But I think his ceiling, fantasy football wise, is similar to Joe Burrow. If you yeah, want. it's not as high as Fields. Yeah, I'm not as high as Fields. So but what I what I will say to that is I think Trevor Lawrence, like of the modern white, you know, white guys, pocket passers, because yeah. let's be honest, most of them are white. Um, like if you say Burrow, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Newton. Mac Jones, whoever else you want to put on that list. Kim Newton. Definitely not Kim Newton. <laughs> um Trevor Lawrence is probably the most mobile. I want to say of those guys. So he has the, like, so I was looking up his college stats. His second year, his sophomore year, he had almost 600 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns in college. So, like, he can rush. Like, he's not a rushing quarterback, but, like, he is mobile. He's, I think he's actually very similar to Mahomes in that sense. Could, could stay. Yeah. So, so maybe it could. I, I don't know. So to me, like, I think, Maybe he is able to keep that rushing number. And then obviously the passing number, I think he continues to grow and continue to improve because his year one, year two jump was massive. 
I'm not going to say it's that big of a leap from year two to year three, but I do think he keeps getting better because of the Calvin Ridley effect. You're getting all of a sudden a wide receiver one that he didn't have last year. And the Jaguars on paper have one of the best offenses in the league, I think, um, with Doug Peterson being the coach, if you factor that in. The Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk was better than I think a lot, including myself. I did not, I was not a fan of Christian Kirk, but he had a really good year. Um, so you have Christian Kirk there. Zay Jones had a good year too. Evan Ingram's a, uh, also had a good year, good tight end. You got a good running back with Travis Etienne. So they had a lot of pieces there. Um, is he going to throw 35 touchdowns and 5,000 yards? Probably not, but you're not drafting him to be that either. Be- because if he did that with his rushing, you're right. He's a top five quarterback, maybe even higher. But he's the QB eight right now in a lot of drafts. And he's the last guy of that top eight in a lot of drafts. Mm. So it's not like you're drafting him to be that. If you look at it, instead of comparing him to some of those guys ahead of him, and you compare it to some of the guys behind him, then it makes a lot of difference. Because it's, if it if it's like Dak Prescott, if you're sitting there in the sixth, seventh round, and you're like, okay, Dak Prescott or Trevor Lawrence, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence 10 times out of 10. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right on with that spot on because, you know, there is a chance that he does ascend. Like, you know, he's not throwing 5,000 yards. Like let's probably not. Well, Hey, who knows? You know, maybe it does happen, but, um, but I, I, you know, to me, I think if you're being realistic, you know, he's not throwing that. But my concern is that like, you remember when Tannehill was good a couple of years ago, for Tennessee. Yeah. That rushing floor and he was good every week. Like he always got you 20 points. Yeah. That to me is what Trevor Lawrence can be in terms of fantasy football. If you're looking at it at it just, yeah, I think that's a, a median like performance level this year. Right. right? right. And, and then you have, you know, if Jacksonville plays better than they did last year, and then you have Jacksonville, if they play worse. So I would imagine I haven't seen the strength of schedules. Let me let me pull that up real fast. But um, I would imagine that he plays better just because they put some more talent around him. Yeah. His strength of schedule is not going to affect them. It's like mediocre. So I was going to say they do play Houston twice, who I know got better, but still. They play Tennessee twice, who got probably worse. They play the Colts twice, who are mid. On player profilers, ADP is 71. If you look at it on sleeper, um he is pick 65 right now so like that's one of those guys that like rick was saying the the back end of you know the quarterback spectrum where you're talking about the eighth or ninth guy off the board that not a lot of people are going to take it's cheaper it's it's cheap much cheaper than justin fields is probably going to end up being it's much cheaper than even joe burrow um who a lot of people love it's cheaper than justin herbert so it's like uh, that's a guy that I would I would draft like if I'm later in drafts and I'm going for the you know the late QB strategy Trevor Lawrence would be a guy that I would I would get on my team because you know most likely he's going to provide a consistent performance and and you know he'll give you consistent rushing on the ground you know even if it's just one or two fantasy points in a week um you know he also has that ability to score touchdowns on the ground so you know, there's there's a lot of different ad- avenues for him to score fantasy points, and and he can give you those twenty point weeks, weeks which is what I'm looking for at quarterback. You know, um, not every team in the league can get uh, a quarterback who scores forty points and saves your season, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or saves your week because he scored 40, 40 to forty five fantasy points at the quarterback position. 
you know, Josh Allen can do that. Jalen Hurts can do that. I think Fields can do that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can obviously do that. Joe Burrow sometimes can do that. Um, you know, we don't know if Justin Herbert, like Herbert's had those games before, not at a consistent enough level that he would be able to do that. But Jackson has done it. Lamar Jackson, you know, Herbert Lawrence, you see some of these guys like Lawrence is one of those guys that hasn't really done that yet where he can save you a couple of weeks during the year. And he's the single reason why you won, but maybe with the new talent and the offense improve offensive improvements, he can take that step forward. So, right. Yeah, no, I agree. Let's draft. Um, all right. Number three, Justin Herbstreit. Justin Herbert. Hey, man. He was uh, last year. He was bad year. He, bad year. Not not good year. Um, he missed a lot of games, didn't he? Or no. I don't think so. I think he was just Hold a down year. Yeah, he had a, a QB 11 um, on the season. So he had a down year. So if you're buying Justin Herbert um, mm-hmm. this year, you're buying a much lower version. Now, uh, Keenan Allen got hurt, correct? Yeah, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. There was a stretch where DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer were his wide receiver one and two for like five or six weeks. But 2020, 2020 and twenty. He still threw 4,700 yards. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but 2020 and 2021. And this is why like you look at guys like Justin Herbert. Like last year, he had 147 rushing yards. That was part of the reason why, because in previous years, the year before, he had three rushing touchdowns. He had five rushing touchdowns in his rushing rookie season. So he had eight in his first two seasons in rushing touchdowns last year, zero. He yeah. had, you know, combined together 500 plus rushing yards in the first two seasons of his career. Yeah. He had 300 in 2021, 234 in 2020. And then he had 147 last year. So, you know, the previous years you were getting swaths of fantasy points from the rushing similar to Trevor Lawrence's rushing production the first two years of his career. And then this year he didn't put up anything. Um, the other area that he regressed in was passing touchdowns. So uh-huh. he had 31 in year one, 38 in year two, and he had 25 last year. So yardage wise, he's putting it up. He's, right. he's putting up big yards. Um, but the touchdowns were a, a massive regression for Justin Herbert. And so if you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who I would consider as a pocket passer as well, who's going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball, and that's what they're going to ask him to do. They're not going to ask him to rush the ball. He has to he has to throw 32 to 35-plus touchdowns mm-hmm. if, he wants, if he wants it. Now, Justin Herbert's done it before. He's a really great quarterback. He throws 4,700 yards almost every year. So I will take the right. bad. A, a bad, a career bad year for him was 47,000 yards. Yes. <laughs> so I'll take the bet that they go in the positive. Chargers also yeah. got Kellen Moore. Yeah, I, which was an upgrade for sure. Upgrade at, at in on the offensive side of the ball. They still have a bonehead head coach, but sorry. Um, they drafted Quentin Johnston too. But now, so my question for you, Rick, is, you know, Justin Herbert's pick, you know, uh, according to the player profiler EDP on the on his profile, mm-hmm. he's at pick 62. Trevor Lawrence was 71. Would you rather take Trevor Lawrence at his value? Yeah, yeah. 71 or take Justin Herbert at 62 and hope he gets the touchdowns back? I'm not sure. I To be honest with you, again, and I'm one of these guys that I'm higher on Herbert than most people. I would rather Herbert than Trevor Lawrence. I would. Now, if you factor in ADP, you might be able to convince me because I like both guys. So you you could probably convince me to take Trevor Lawrence over him based on the ADP. But if they're pretty similar, which they are in a lot of drafts, they're like back to back. I'm taking Justin Herbert. And 
the reason being is, you know, we talk about regression all the time. When you rattle off those rushing stats, could you even make the argument that positive regression is a thing? Like, if he's still getting like 60 rushing attempts, I don't think he's getting zero rushing touchdowns again. And the Chargers offense, the 25 passing touchdowns, Eckler had 15 rushing touchdowns, which was by far a career high. saying positive regression for Eckler, but it never happens, so. Well, he gets positive in terms of rushing, though. Negative regression for, for his rushing touchdowns. He's had, he's had seasons, monster years, yeah. but it's like usually he gets receiving touchdowns and rushing touchdowns. He was like strictly rushing touchdowns. Every time they got on the goal line, they would rush the ball every single time. I feel like that's going to change. I would expect that to change. I mean, do you want not to- only that, the team did make offensive improvements. By the way, Rashawn Slater, their best offensive lineman, yep. uh, he like tore his ACL week one last year. So he missed the entire season. Yep. He's coming back. You get Kellen Moore, who is a Joe oh. Lombardi is like one of the worst offense coordinators in the league. Like him and Patricia were battling out yep. for worst offense coordinators. So you get an upgrade there. Even if you don't like Kellen Moore, he's still an upgrade over Lombardi. Quentin Johnston. Probably won't do a ton year one, but he's still a first-round wide receiver that you're adding to that team to go with uh, Keenan Allen, who I don't think is the same player, but is still you know a wide receiver two or three at the worst. And Mike Williams, who's a very good receiver. So their trio at wide receiver is still very good. Eckler is still there. They they ended up keeping him. So he still has a really good team, still has a really good offense coordinator. And last year still had a great year. Just the touchdowns were low. And for, for his rushing and passing. So all you expect is a touchdown increase, and he's going to be insane. People forget that in 2021, last not last year, but the year before that, in his second year in the league, mm-hmm. he was almost the MVP of the league, and he was second in fantasy among quarterbacks, and he was right behind Patrick Mahomes. Or was it Josh Allen? I don't, I don't remember who was the QB1. It was Josh Allen. But he was, he was right behind him. Um, yeah, he was less than 20 fantasy points behind him. So we've seen him be the QB2. Yeah. And you're drafting him as the QB7 because of a bad year. Right. I'll take that all day. I think I don't think Trevor Lawrence can be the QB2 unless he literally wins MVP. But Herbert can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I well. Not that Trevor Lawrence can't, because I mean, but I, I just think like to me, it depends because if Trevor Lawrence is going to continue doing the, you know, 300 yards rushing, 200, you know, two, three touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And he, but puts, like, he puts up similar passing numbers. Like, let's just say 4,500 yards and like 32 touchdowns this year. Sure. Like, he could, yeah, he could ascend into no, that. That's, that is fair. But I'll ask you this who has the better odds of throwing 5,000 yards and 35 touchdowns? Justin Herbert. Right. No. So to me, like, if you're a pocket passer and you're going to put up those numbers, what if Kellen like, Moore brings the Dallas offense over here uh, to, to to Los Los Angeles, right? And they just okay. That's possible, but because um, he had Zeke lot, and Pollard, this team has Eckler, who's a good running back, and he's good on the ground, but he's a pass pass like his specialty is receiving. Fair enough. Out of the backfield, I, but I don't know. I think you know, as good as Herbert was in his first two years, you know. His rookie numbers are ridiculous. I know you too. love. I know <laughs> you love. I know you love Justin Herbert. I do. I will admit that. Trevor Lawrence was drafted as a generational talent, like a Peyton Manning. Yes, he was. Yep. So, like, it oh, was- it's not need. Not, I'm trying not to like knock Trevor Lawrence because I. Yeah. And what I will also say too, 
Because I think Trevor Lawrence yeah. with his rushing, like he can put up he can put up exactly yeah. the same number. Like I think these two guys are the same quarterback, just ten spots different. To be honest, and that's you. yeah, that's fair. I think at this point in their careers, it I trust Herbert a little bit more passing. Not to say that Trevor Lawrence isn't, because you're right, he is a generational talent, and I think he's going to be an MVP in this league. I mean, Rick, they both played each other but, in the playoffs and one beat the other. Yeah, that is true. But fantasy numbers, I guess Trevor did have more fantasy numbers, even though he threw four interceptions. But either way, what I will also say, because now we're done with those top guys, what I'm going to tell people, it is still early, but what I've noticed so far, and I, I in the past we haven't been like this, but I would say... I would I want one of the top eight quarterbacks. I think there is a drop off after number eight. I think all of the top eight guys I feel good about. Like we didn't even mention obviously the top three guys, but like Lamar Jackson to me, his biggest thing is injuries. But if he stays healthy, he's a guy who could be QB one. Play a Justin game with Fields. the top eight. Okay. I just want to see if there's any quarterback that you feel like you wouldn't put in the must draft category. Patrick Mahomes. I, I, well, see, I would actually say him be just because he's so early. Let's forget about do, I, do I fact? Okay, forget about ADP. Forget about ADP for now. Okay, yeah, then Mahomes for sure. I want him on my team. Josh Allen, you want him on your team for sure. Jalen Hurts, want him on your for team for sure. For sure. Although ADP hurts him, but yeah, for sure. Lamar Jackson, for sure. He's been a little bit more consistent, so I think he's a little bit more questionable. But I like the Russian quarterbacks, like. Last year, he he fell to me. Yeah, he, and he did. I think there's a very good chance that that could happen again. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with Lamar. But yeah, Lamar's thing is injuries. But dude, like, and yeah, he was a little inconsistent last year. But they just got. I know Odell's a shell of himself, but you still get Odell, which is even Odell being a shell is better than like Devin Duvernay, right? <laughs> so like, you still get him, and then you get Zay Flowers too. Like, they upgraded a lot in the receiving room, and then for him this year. We said six, seven, eight here. Justin Fields, Herbert Lawrence as much drafts. Right. Um, so like all of these guys, I would say of all years, like Rick was saying, this would be a year maybe to invest, you know, because there is quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert and some of those guys like they're they're You're going to be able to get them probably in the sixth or seventh round. Yeah. And if that's the case, you know, if you want to wait on a quarterback, that's the longest I'd wait. I don't want to get caught with my pants down and be one of the four teams in the league that's either streaming quarterbacks or, you well, know, you don't want Geno Smith. No, I do not want Geno freaking Smith. But I don't want to be caught with my pants down with a quarterback who's not great. You know what I mean? Um, and and have to figure out how to stream or get stuck with a guy that I think might be a breakout or whatever. You know, because it's there's going to be guys that fill in the the gaps. Obviously, there's not just going to be these top eight guys. But I would rather have a shot at having one of these guys that all has a chance to be a top three, four, five guy than go after a quarterback in the mid to late rounds and hope something happens. Just based on this year, because usually there's a guy later that you can invest in that's young, and that is not something that I'm seeing outside of the rookie quarterbacks. Like. The young guys are Trey Lance, who we don't know is going to play. Jordan Love, who we have no – his schedule is freaking super easy right now. But yeah. we don't know if he's going to be any good. You got Kenny, right. who's a pocket-passing quarterback, and he needs – you need a heck of a lot of things to go right in order for him to get into the top. Sam Howell. 
Yeah, then you Sam Sammy Howell, Mac Jones, Ryan Tanmy Hill. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's that. So I just I I'm looking at this like and there's just just no one that's super impressive to me and and if you if you want a quarterback you probably should draft him in that top section but we do have two more guys that could be you know they're guys that you should draft um they're not as strong must drafts they're guys that you probably should draft that are a little bit uh, later in drafts yeah that you can invest in the first guy is Deshaun Watson um who currently uh, his ADP is sitting around 88. So, you know, and then on sleeper, I think it's even, I'm, yeah, on sleeper, I think it's even lower. So he is a guy that you could snag. I think it's in the hundreds on sleeper, early hundreds, but early hundreds. So he's a guy that you could snag ninth, 10th round and be totally good with. Um, he, when he was playing, you know, the last couple of years of his career is ridiculous. 400 yards rushing. Um, he had 33 passing touchdowns last year. He played uh, 4,800 yards. Like he was doing stuff like that. And then obviously missed the whole year of football and then came back this year off of suspension and played six games uh, in those six games. He had a 58% completion percentage, 6.5 yards per attempt. Yucky. Awful. He was terrible. Um, so Rick threw this guy on the list and I, I'm not fully in on Deshaun Watson. Like I think now that he's going to have a full off season with the team and a full off, you know, a full training camp, a full preseason, and and he's going to start the season as the number one quarterback. I do think that there's a chance that Deshaun Watson ascends to that uh, level of play that he was at when he was playing for this team, you know, for Houston in 2020. And like with the rushing upside that he provides, there's obvious fantasy um, upside for him, uh, but. I'm still having trouble connecting the dots here because I, I don't know that he has it anymore as a quarterback. Um, he's one of Rick's favorite guys, but he's got to get back to that. You know, those three seasons when he was playing for Bill O'Brien, where he had 68 completion percentage, 67% completion percentage, 70% completion percentage and throwing over 4,000 yards because he was like, he was the guy, like he was that rushing quarterback that could throw 4,000 yards. Yeah, exactly. If he gets back to that, all bets are off and you're in a great position. If he doesn't and he sucks, then you invested poorly uh, in your investment. So I think it's a little bit more risky of a draft selection, but I want to hear Rick, why you think he's a must draft. Well, it's, it's for sure risky. And he's a guy that um, did really struggle last year when he came back in. But what I'll say about Watson is he's a guy that didn't play football for a year. um, And it wasn't injury related. So it wasn't like he was recovering from an injury. A lot of times, like, Sometimes you just need reps. And again, he is risky because if he stays like this, then it's going to be a bad pick. But you're looking at the top eight guys. If you miss out on those guys and you're looking at like the quote unquote tier three, I, for me, I'm looking at the guys of everyone in this like tier three, like what they have on fantasy pros. Who's the guy that could be a top five quarterback? And to me, there's only one that I see on that list, and that's Deshaun Watson. Um, and people forget like he was in Houston. He was in 2020, he was QB5. In 2019, he was QB5. And in 2018, he was QB4. And then 2017 was his rookie year. So since his rookie year, before um, everything went down with him, yeah. but in that stretch, that three-year stretch in Houston, he was a top-five quarterback every year in fantasy. So to me, he still has that ability we saw like he still rushes in only six games. He had a hundred rushing yards. I think that was a good sign. Um, hundred. I think he had 
was it 100 rushing yards? Yeah, 175 in six games. You prorate that to a full season. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like 500-ish rushing yards. So he still has the ability to rush. It's just going to be a matter of if he can figure it out, right? If he's able to get back to what he was as a passer, which is a question mark. I will give you that. But the upside with him is there. And it it's for sure there, especially if you're comparing it to the guys in his range. You know, maybe Dak Prescott and Tua, you could make arguments, but like, I don't know, with Tua and it, Dak too. If it Danny hits, Dimes, if it yeah. hits, it hits. Like you're right, and to me, that's what I'm looking for in like the ninth, tenth rank. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. What do you think the chances are he does hit? I think it to me. I honestly think it's fifty-fifty. So I think there's just as good of a chance he sucks, just as good of a chance that he's back to what he was most likely outcome for you if you put a gun to my head i would say i would say he's not the same player that he once was but that doesn't mean i don't think like like i said it's pretty much 50 50 okay um i was going to you have anything else to say about um john watson no, I just I just think like the upside. It's rare to get like a veteran upside guy and after you get like the past the top quarterbacks. But for me, that's exactly what he is. I was trying to pull up um see if he could do over under totals for you can. I'm trying let me find him. Let me find him. Okay, Sean okay. Watson, over under. 3,600 passing yards. 3,600? I would say over. Okay, passing touchdowns. Um, They do not have that one loaded in. Freaking A, DraftKings. All right, so it's just passing yards. So 3,600 passing yards. Um, I'll tell you why, because in 2018, 2019, 2020, he had 41, 38, and he missed the game that year. And then he had 48,000 yards passing in 2020. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like, he looked so bad last year. And I don't he know. He did. <laughs> so he didn't play football in a year and a half. So, so you get him reps. But like you said, the, the, the ADP is, that's a strong contributing factor to making right. it. And he's a guy that could suck too. Like, I'm not saying. You draft him expecting him to be what he used to be, you could get easily burned. But it's not like he's a fifth or sixth round pick. Like you're getting him later. Okay. And it's someone who I think like I'm still taking the top eight guys for sure. But if you miss out on those guys and you're like, oh crap, what do I do? I think he would be he would be my next choice. Okay. Um, there are four must draft quarterbacks for you guys. Um we we're trying to come up with a fifth guy here and we don't want to just throw guys on the list to throw guys on the list. Um, you know, in terms of like, obviously I, we, we just talked about how the top eight quarterbacks are all guys that we would love to draft. Um, Lamar Jackson might be a little bit cheaper this year. Um, so he, I would say he's a must draft and he would probably be my fifth guy on that list. Um, especially if he does end up falling again. Right. Right. But after that, like, after Deshaun Watson, like I don't like Dak. After Deshaun Watson, you got two. Oh. You got Daniel Jones. Yeah. Kirk, yeah. You got Jesus yeah. Smith. You got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Jared Goff. Russell Wilson. Yeah. You like Russell Wilson a little bit more. Start I don't. I mean, 
what I'll quickly say about Russ is with Sean Payton being there, it's similar to like he was so bad last year, like really bad. So it's hard to justify it. But with Sean Payton coming in, if he could go back to his old self, that would be a home run pick. But yeah, so suck. you know, I, I think for me, like you know, where where Russell Wilson is getting drafted, like you know, I don't necessarily like. I mean, a must draft is a must draft. So if you're in the later rounds, like you can be an absolute must draft selection. Russ is right now 173. So he's according to um, the player profiler ADP on mm. September, uh, he is right around 118. And I think that'll probably fall. So, uh, you know, I don't think people buy into Russell Wilson. He might even be like a waiver wire guy um, by the time the season starts. And that could be a situation, but yeah, I, I'm like, I'm not, you know, with a last pick in the draft, if you're looking for a quarterback that maybe does something, uh, his best comp on player profile is kind of funny. Drew Brees. Um, <laughs> nice guys. I like to see, you know, you like to see that stuff when, you know, the guy who used to coach him. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, but like, to me, I just, I think they were so bad and I think there was more problems than just the head coach there um, for Denver. So, I mean, obviously the head coach is going to clean up a lot of stuff, but I don't know if it's enough to make the offense good again. <laughs> um, so we'll find out about Russ, but he's much, he's not risky because it doesn't cost anything, but I just don't believe in his ability to to take that step forward. But after the top eight, top nine, it's just like bad quarterback. Right. Yeah. Which it, which it hasn't always been that way in the past. So I'm looking to draft someone in that top eight. If not, I mean, maybe I'd take Rogers maybe at 15, but like, I don't know about that. Tua, maybe, because he's got Hill and Waddle, but he's got to stay healthy, and his ceiling isn't that high. Like, I don't want Danny Dimes. I don't want Kirk Cousins. I don't really want Dak. (laughs) So it's like, one guy I'll quickly mention, Trey Lance. If he starts, he is going to be someone I will draft as a flyer. Yeah. um, If they announce him to be the starter in, like, August or something. Uh, Just because he's rushing quarterback, right? And he's got a ridiculous team around him. He's got McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. Like he's got a Pro Bowl cast around him. Yeah. And he's a Russian quarterback. So even if he sucks, I will easily take that flyer. But who knows if he even starts. So fair enough. All right. There you go. Must draft quarterbacks. Get them on your team. It'll be an interesting time. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the show. We got another one coming later this week. Uh, we're gonna do another mock draft, mock draft 2.0. And then a lot more redrop content coming your way. We'll talk to you later, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.